Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. This is 2022 Best of and Unheard Bits, Part 4. In this episode, we will hear more of our favorite moments, plus some more bits that didn't quite make the initial airings. Joining me tonight are Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, Michelle Wojcikowski, Gina Brown, Devin Kerr, Casey McNeil, Joshua Postel, David Kay, Ward Morrow, Valerie Pascal, Greg Kay, and Joe Gorman. The Supreme Court denied Donald Trump's request to review a lower court's ruling barring a special master to look at the documents seized at Mar-a-Lago. This is the same special master who refused to do exactly what Trump wanted. Now they ruled Lindsey Graham has to testify as to what he knew about efforts to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia. You have to feel sorry for Trump's legal team. It's a living hell. It must be like being Jamal Khashoggi 
as you're being <laughs> cut apart by the bone saw and the perpetrator doesn't realize that you aren't quite dead. <laughs> During the Pennsylvania Senate debate, Republican candidate Dr. Mehmet Oz said that decisions on a woman's health care should be made by a woman, her doctor, and a local elected official. Keeping that in mind and considering that I live in a Republican county, I can think of a number of my local elected officials who I want to clean up after my next colonoscopy. <laughs> Ted Cruz was booed by Yankee fans while watching the Houston Astros win the American League Championship and go to the World Series. Another reason I hate Ted Cruz. He makes me cheer for Yankees fans. <laughs> Trump supporting author Nick Adams said that if he was an NFL coach, then his playbook would be the Bible. I would look forward to watching him and his team get stoned to death for working on Sundays. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump announced that he would be running for president in 2024. His announcement was so pathetic and so lauded. It was like watching an aging televangelist raising money. The only difference being Trump hasn't banged as many porn stars. <laughs> the Senate voted to move a bill codifying same-sex marriage into law on the floor of the Senate. This is uh, right before we started recording. All 50 Democrats were joined by 12 Republicans who reason they could support this bill, given the many wet dreams they've had about Ronald Reagan over the years. <laughs> So the 2022 midterms are over, and it appears as though the red wave that we were promised didn't materialize. In fact, the only fringe conservative to create a bigger red wave was Timothy McVeigh. Oh, oh. <laughs> the only person to be photographed with Donald Trump to spill a bunch of red was O.J. Simpson. Meanwhile, I'm proud of what we did in Maryland. We elected a governor, lieutenant governor, comptroller, and attorney general, none of whom are white men. Okay, we sent one old white guy back to the U.S. Senate, but okay, baby steps, baby steps. <laughs> and we legalized weed in Maryland. Weed is going to be legal in Maryland. And it's great because the competition will drive down the price of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> The United States beat Iran one to nothing in the World Cup. So that means they go through to the 16-team elimination round. The Iran players went ahead and sang the national anthem before the game. So that means the Iran players were able to avoid a second elimination. <laughs> the United States moves on to take on the Netherlands. So it's going to be interesting. It will be a country who, in its very recent history, was overrun by Nazis taking on the Netherlands. <laughs> Donald Trump on his Truth Social account advocated for the termination of parts of the Constitution. That word termination is the key because now we know that Trump thinks life begins at conception and ends at 235 years of age. <laughs> the Trump Organization was convicted on multiple counts of tax fraud. As punishment, I think the executives involved in that scheme from Donald Trump on down should be forced to live and sleep in the lobby of Trump Tower while enduring New York comics barking, handing out flyers for their comedy shows, and recording their podcasts there. While, <laughs> while at the same time, a bachelorette party takes place. Raphael Warnock won his re-election campaign for the U.S. Senate in the Georgia special election this week. 
the losing candidate, Herschel Walker, gave a speech that night where he didn't actually concede, but he did acknowledge that the campaign was over. It'll be interesting to see his campaign staff not telling him that he lost, but sending him to various strip clubs and just calling it campaigning. Joel <laughs> Greenberg, the former associate of Congressman Matt Gates, was sentenced to 11 years in prison for sex trafficking. The judge would have given him anywhere from 15 to 17 years, but he didn't want Greenberg to hear 15 to 17 years and pop a heart on in court. <laughs> in addition to the background about the teams and the stats, every World Cup features some kind of underlying social issue. This year, with Iran's entry, it was about their treatment of women and some of the players on Team USA, such as Tyler Adams in this clip, are ready with responses about their criticisms of Iran's governmental policies. This question is for you. My name is Mila Javamadi from Press TV. First of all, you say you support the Iranian people, but you're pronouncing our country's name wrong. Our country is named Iran, not Iran. Please, once and for all, let's get this clear. Second of all, um, are you okay to be representing a country that has so much discrimination against black people in its own borders? And uh, we saw the Black Lives Matter movement uh, over the past few years. Are you okay to be representing the U.S.? Meanwhile, there's so much discrimination happening against black people in America. My apologies on uh, the mispronunciation of your country. Um, yeah, that being said, you know, there's discrimination uh, everywhere you go. Um, you know, one thing that I've learned, especially from living abroad in the past years and uh, having to fit in in different cultures and, and kind of assimilate into different cultures, um, is that in the U.S. we're, we're continuing to make progress uh, every single day. You know, growing up for me, I was I, I grew up in a in a white family with an obviously an African American heritage and background as well. So um, I had a little bit of uh, different cultures, and I, I was very very easily able to assimilate in different different cultures. So um, you know, not everyone has that that ease and uh, the ability to do that. And obviously, it takes longer to understand. And through education, I think it's it's super important. Like you just educated me now on the pronunciation of of your country. So. Um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a process. I think as, as long as you see progress, uh, that's the most important thing. I mean, I thought that was an awesome response, but given like the way that the way that that reporter uh, came at him, it's like with all the stuff they've done, it was the pronunciation of the country's name that, that they got upset. It would be like, you know, if, if I was a serial killer, that's a stretch, I know. And I went into court. <laughs> And I was upset because they kept misspelling my surname in the papers. No, I agree with you. I think his response was just was perfect. Uh, and, you know, the the, um, the reporter was clearly trying to bait him into into saying something, you know, maybe a little off the cuff or, you know, but he, you know, he was measured in his response. He, he you know, apologized. First thing he did was apologize for pronouncing the, the you know, the country's name wrong. And, I mean, that shows contrition and I don't know, it shows a lot of maturity for, for somebody so young. So, yeah. yeah, I thought I thought that was just as good of a response as you can possibly have. And he's not wrong. I mean, you know, he everywhere you look, we kind of talked to, talked about this a little earlier, just like everywhere you look, every every sport, there's going to be some kind of issue that uh, that needs, you know, somebody's going to have to uh, uh, address. And so he did, a, a I think, a fantastic job doing that. You know, if he said, I see the ball, I kick the ball, and if mistakes were made, do you know how hard the ball is when it hits my head? <laughs> and that would have been a satisfactory answer, but he went above and beyond there. And, uh, and I, I don't know if he was prepped for that, but well done. 
There's no way he was prepped for that because that was a gotcha question. And in the middle of that question, the second bit about, well, what about America and the discrimination? You can see the New York in his eyes just switch on and go, oh, you're trying to trap me. I see what you're doing. And that man is 23 years old, 23, and he's giving those answers. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know men who are 23 years old because they do comedy they can barely brush their teeth (laughs) (laughs) and he's like avoiding a political he's avoiding a geopolitical disaster it was also a really great sidestep because he didn't say his answer wasn't i love america and i you know like i'm proud to be from there and you know like he didn't like he didn't take the bait um and he also didn't throw America under the bus. He had a very measured answer based on his life experiences that, and also subtly twisted the knife about as, I mean, the final sentence was something along the lines of as long as you're seeing progress, that's what matters, which is a, which is a stab at Iran, obviously, because Mm -hmm. they are moving backwards. So Mm -hmm. it was both diplomatic, didn't throw anybody under the bus, was, you know, slightly patriotic and was like, I'm going to use your own words against you or your own concept mm-hmm. against you. It was really, it was brilliant. You couldn't have scripted it. And it's, it's so smart, especially because I've seen the camera cut to him on the field. It's very different, very different what you see coming out of his mouth once he started playing. <laughs> <laughs> Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate from Georgia, Herschel Walker, said that 70% of the drugs brought in from outside the U.S. go through Atlanta. That would explain why so many of my comedian and entertainer friends want to move there. (laughs) It would also explain Nick DiPaolo's rants on his podcast. I always feel sorry for Herschel Walker's supporters because they never know if the next email asking for money is going to be for his campaign or his child support payments. I never understood people who complain about making child support payments. Hey, at least they're getting laid. There's just no pleasing some people. Herschel Walker probably took Bill Cosby literally when he told his kids, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. In this clip, we get a look into Herschel Walker's mindset as he addresses the environmental concerns of his constituents. You got rid of the pipeline. Get rid of the pipeline, get rid of our energy, start this downfall, because we need energy for everything. Do y'all know that? And they would talk about the Green New Deal, you know, climate change. I'm going to help y'all with that real quickly, and I'm going to do it in the Wrightsville way, so you can understand what I'm saying. We, in America, have some of the cleanest air and cleanest water of anybody in the world. So what we do is we're going to put from the Green New Deal millions or billions of dollars cleaning our good air up. So all of a sudden China and India ain't putting nothing in there cleaning that situation up. So all that bad air is still there. But since we don't control the air, our good air decided to float over to China, bad air. So when China gets our good air, their bad air got to move. So it moves over to our good air space. And now we got to clean that back up. I think the NFL could take that video and show it to their medical staff and say, look, this is why we need a stronger concussion protocol. 
I, I will note for the people not watching this, the aforementioned video feed that he didn't have a badge on. <laughs> <laughs> Plain clones. So let me get this straight. <laughs> <laughs> trying, I'm trying to follow Herschel's math on this. Okay. No, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> okay. Gets pushed over here, and all our good air gets pushed over there. Yeah. So like a, a giant fart that the, cloud. So that, means that, the, that, the, that the world does not have a climate problem. Right. <laughs> because but, but the bad also, air comes from someplace else. So, you know, that's not our problem. Oh, okay. And people were laughing because they thought he was being making a joke about climate change. No, that's his. No, problem. that's what he believes. <laughs> I can imagine everybody in the crowds turning to each other and going, wait, we're supporting this guy, right? This isn't like a candidate's forum. Or... Hey, did you guys know we need energy for everything? Did you know that? I didn't know that, Casey. I was really glad uh, to find out from him. Yeah. We also need vitamin D, apparently. <laughs> and what was this? He says 70% of the drugs, what? 70% of the drugs, he said, uh, came through Atlanta. Oh, and that's according to his dealer? <laughs> oh. With the most recent election occurring in Florida, it is apparently a great time to live there. Unless, of course, you're a woman, you're black, you're a migrant, you're an asylum seeker, you're gay, you're trans, or you're a high school student who wants to wear a face mask to protect himself from COVID. Other than that, Florida is now a paradise. In the early, <laughs> in the early days of his first campaign for governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis read Donald Trump's policy statements to his kids like he was reading a bedtime story. Personally, I would rather have a drag queen read to mine. <laughs> In this video posted by his wife, the face palm factor increases exponentially, especially as a religious component to his platform is added. And on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a protector. So God made a fighter. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, kiss his family goodbye, travel thousands of miles for no other reason than to serve the people, to save their jobs, their livelihoods, their liberty, their happiness. So God made a fighter. God said, I need someone to be strong, advocate truth in the midst of hysteria. Who challenges conventional wisdom and isn't afraid to defend what he knows to be right and just. So God made a fighter. God said, I need somebody who will take the arrows, stand firm in the wake of unrelenting attacks, look a mother in the eyes and tell her that her child will be in school. She can keep her job, go to church, eat dinner with friends and hold the hand of an aging parent taking their breath for the last time. So God made a fighter. God said, I need a family man. A man who would laugh and then sigh and then reply with smiling eyes when his daughter says, 
She wants to spend her life doing what dad does. So God made a fighter. I think the only part of that ad where DeSantis shows he has any connection with the people of his state is the part about people taking their last breath because that's <laughs> yeah, moving yep. to Florida is, is the, the one step you have to take in, in order to do that. It seems um, I've done pretty much. Every, I've done almost every show of this podcast and that was the worst video you've ever shown. <laughs> and in the middle of it, I was thinking, doesn't Tom have a Ben Shapiro video to show instead? <laughs> That would only be slightly less nauseating. Right. Yes. <laughs> Good God. Add to that the fact that the announcer in that video sounds like, you know, Paul Harvey if he were resurrected from the dead and he was just loaded with methamphetamines. And it was a weird description like, God sent the protector. He'll laugh and then sigh. I never seen a strong dude do. <laughs> it was on the eighth day there really is only seven that we speak of and then it begins one again like it, it's not like there was this extra added day in the week specifically for fighter desantis <laughs> so. yeah, yeah no note to christians stop riffing on the og version of the bible that's my people's book. It is, like, do we have to sue you guys? Do we have to come up for copyright infringement? Well, we, I guess we break. like to say we have the whole book. You just didn't finish the other part. Is it possible? Yeah, you guys, uh, my only response is you guys can't even get the original part right. We can't. We can't. <laughs> Nobody's getting anything right. Even No Nut November is stupid. You guys just want to know why? You know how what? you get... Prostate cancer? No. By not nutting oh. enough. Oh, you got to nut. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. When you don't use your prostate, that's when you have cancer. So you don't nut to a where It makes no sense. Yeah, Even that whole month. It's not healthy. Why do you think I take so many breaks during this show? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stay healthy, Tom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 Sorry, DeSantis is kind of inspired us this thing the surest sign that republican and even the more right-leaning independent voters were not hip to a 2024 trump campaign was the results of this past midterm cycle and this report from a tv station in michigan goes into finer detail there are people who believe in donald trump and his message wholeheartedly then there are people like rob cordis who make a living off former president trump the america first agenda is my life and business right now yes he for one would be thrilled to throw his support behind yet another run for the white house he's just a wonderful person and i i he he, he cares about the people and he doesn't need the political money he doesn't need the job he just wants to make a better life for his children and grandchildren which and the american people which are all we the people other lifelong Republicans say the Trump messaging has grown stale as of late. If it's more the same, I think he's got a big problem on his hands. And, and I, I expect more of the same, but we'll see what happens. While some feel the recent election was an indicator that the country is willing to move on. We saw it here in Michigan where we had um, the, t the three of our statewide uh, 
nominees, the, the, the governor, attorney general, and secretary of state, uh, all endorsed by President Trump and all lost by large margins. And maybe the party should get behind someone else. He's still a formidable force. There, yes. there, there's no doubt about that within, within the party. But there are other people who are beginning to eclipse. And I, and I think par primarily Governor DeSantis of, of, of Florida and uh, Governor Youngkin of uh, Virginia, which are the two that he has singled out for attack. Others feel that Trump is simply consistent in his messaging. President Trump fixed everything. He had the economy in America going great, and the world was on a, the target of success. And what did Biden do in his administration? Let's reverse everything that Trump did, and now everything's gone down the hill. In the end, those who support the Republican policy say it's really two sides of the same coin. We want to start winning again. We want to start winning all over the place. and, and uh, uh, I think it's going to take somebody new, but, you know, let's hear what he has to say. And we need to all work together, unite, get behind positive messages, make Michigan a better place and America a better place. There was something really interesting about that first guy in the first segment when he was talking after he said he's a wonderful person or something like that. And he said, you know, all he's trying to do is essentially make money and pass it on to his children and grandchildren. And isn't that what we're all trying to do? And what I think is important to note about that is is truly, I'm not trying to be too serious because obviously that's hilarious in and of itself, but the in-group collectivism that is in that is that as a president, he should be trying to make everyone's situation better, better not right. his children and his children's children and that right. guy's children and that guy's children's children. Right. Your, your job is to make everyone, regardless of what they look like and who they are, make their lives better. If that, if, and, and he hit the nail on the head. He was like, yeah, the guy doesn't even really want to be president. He just wants to make his life better for his kids. It's not what we all want. Right. Uh, that's not what a president <laughs> should want. No. no. How do you do that as a president? You know, do you collect intelligence <laughs> and sell it to the highest bidder so you have money to give your kids i mean i don't i don't think that's what you want in the president or come to my hotel and maybe you'll have a treaty maybe i'll give you some money yeah i mean this is not what you want in a president you know i i think back you know i remember as a kid growing up and you know hearing john kennedy calling us you know to our better angels stuff like that and that's what this was all about that's what government was about and then you hear this guy it's like Oh, no, 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 you just want to make money any way you can for your kids and the hell with the environment and everybody else. None of that matters. You just make your money. Well, according to QAnon, Kennedy's son is supposed to come back from the dead and be Trump's running mate. So, you know, consideration always skips a generation. Those kind of traits always do. You know what they say. Also, I'm, I'm kind of spaced out on the second guy, but did his shirt say Team Row? Because I know it didn't say like V Wade on the back. Like, it did. No. <laughs> it did. It it did. That's Rowe. interesting That's that he. Right. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting. It's fitting. He was a moderate Republican. I don't know if he planned that, but. Going going back to having a, making money for your kids and their grandkids, I'm sure some of the uh, the secret documents they found at Mar-a-Lago had little post-it notes that were like for the uh, college fund for one of the grandchildren. This will go. This should go for that. This should go for. Uh, a new uh, a new Mercedes. This will this will Melania's third boob job. That's here. <laughs> right. Wife's facelift. Sorry. For years, it has seemed that companies have been making decisions about product development and marketing without any consideration for the wishes of the consumer. In this YouTube video, a man takes to the platform to express his dismay about the cancellation of his favorite alcoholic beverage. Y'all wanted a rant. Alright, I got something good to rant about now. Budweiser, in its infinite wisdom, decided to stop making 
but dry, period, forever. All I got to say is y'all's marketing department sucks. It fucking sucks, boy. If you was in charge of marketing, why didn't you market it better to where it sell better? I drink it. There's a whole website devoted to butt dry. And why is it gone? What's wrong with you fucking people? God damn it, I'm pissed off to the highest level of pissedivity, boy. I hope your head falls off. The little one first and then the big one. And we just play basketball with, with them. It's the, the big head anyway. They kick the fuck out of it. Non-union bunch of motherfuckers. Yeah, I was loyal to Anheuser-Busch. And what did I get? A slap in the goddamn face. You non-union bunch of motherfuckers. I choked the piss out of you. Oh. And have yourself a merry little Christmas. Boy. <laughs> like, I've seen yeah. people who just caught their spouses cheating on them who weren't as upset as that. <laughs> Yeah. I really like that he is 100% confident that the beer is exquisite and it's the fault of the marketing. There's no other reason. It's not the rise of craft beers or different types of beers, or maybe this beer isn't as good as that beer, or maybe Budweiser is trying to uh, cut back on the number of brands, which happens. No, it was the marketing. that That shows confidence. The and the product. lack of and the lack of unions, Jeff. Yes, that's put the blame where the blame is due. Marketing yeah. lack. I love of that unions. he's yeah. I love that he's pro union. Uh, and of course, he loves an American beer like Budweiser. That's <laughs> as 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 that's as American as protesting an American beer is is that being upset that they're discontinuing Budweiser Dry. Before we go, my final thought. It was my pleasure to lead this panel discussion on what may very well be the final episode of this podcast before fascism puts its boot on the neck of democracy, thus rendering all critical thinking and therefore satire meaningless and entirely redundant. For what good is it making a remark about the head of a new fascistic American state when instead of a drunk heckle, the offending jokester is dragged to the gallows and hung in the presence of his fellow bunkmates in the new labor camps? They witness this knowing at least your execution will be a reprieve from their duties of cleaning out the porta johns at the various traveling MAGA rally circuses that show up near their encampments. <laughs> there is a sign of hope. One day, they are promised by their overlords, they will be given a brush to scrub out the fecal remains of the rally attendees. <laughs> but until then, we can think of the relatively happy times that we now have. We can still celebrate momentous occasions. For example, we can start celebrating No Shave November, which in addition to helping raise awareness for prostate cancer, has the added benefit of a month of repose from your significant other saying you need to manscape. <laughs> it's also no nut November, which must be very difficult if you're forced to get together with your relatives at Thanksgiving and you're really into incest. <laughs> <laughs> Who says I can't make a lighthearted sentiment out of a potentially gloomy future for this country? That's right, everyone. Good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, Michelle Wojcikowski, Gina Brown, Devine Kerr, Casey McNeil, Joshua Postel, David Kay, Ward Morrow, 
Valerie Pascal, Greg Kay, and Joe Gorman. Theme music composed and arranged by Jeroen Vandenhurek. Executive producers, Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A.A. Ron is tied up right now. (coughs) Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.